Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, in today for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show all over our Twitter timeline segment by segment. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok, where Sam in particular has been giving us a lot more great Titans content throughout this offseason. we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. Uh, make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, Farm Your Health Plans, get better with Farm Your Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. All right, it's, uh, it's Friday, and I'm happy it's Friday. This has been a crazy week, a long week, I think, for a lot of uh, you know, Super Bowl reaction. Super Bowl feels like it was two weeks ago at this point. But Sam... We are turning the page into the NFL draft type of conversation. NFL Combine starts later in February. And your Chicago Bears, as a Chicagoland native, uh, have the number one overall draft pick and then also have Justin Fields, a quarterback. So number one overall pick is uh, up for grabs and for sale, we think. And the Bears hold a lot of power in the draft. We know the Texans are second because they beat the Colts in week 18, giving up that first overall pick. And now the Colts are at four behind the Arizona Cardinals. So there's going to be some movement atop this draft. We just don't know who and when it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting situation because all signs really do point to the Bears trading down from the number one overall pick. I know there's been rumors about Justin Fields being on the move and them taking the pick. I would be floored if that happened. I think that's more of a smokescreen than anything. Uh, But interesting that even the Texans, who are the highest picking team of the teams that need a quarterback this offseason, aren't secure sitting at number two, because what if a division rival goes and gets your guy before you at number one? So it's very, very volatile here at the top of the draft, trying to figure out where these quarterbacks are going to end up when you consider Houston, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Las Vegas. Uh, Carolina, Atlanta, like these are teams that are going to be in the market for a QB and and seeing who is the team that's the most desperate to make that move for number one and have their pick of the litter. That's really what the Bears are banking on and what the NFL world is kind of holding their breath, waiting to see as the draft gets closer. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, And uh, obviously we know uh, that uh, the Colts just hired their new head coach, uh, Steichen, the offensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and how that will change uh, what the Colts want and what the Colts want to do. Because we know the Colts, ever since the abrupt retirement of Andrew Luck back in August of 2019, uh, I believe it was, uh, the Colts have gone with Jacoby Brissett because of the emergency retirement there. Then they tried their hand at Phillip Rivers for a year traded a lot for Carson Wentz that failed epically then traded a lot for Matt Ryan, which failed even more epically uh, than the Carson Wentz move did. And so now Jim Ursay sitting at a podium 
uh, or a table for introducing his new head coach, Shane Sykin, on his on his right and GM Chris Ballard on his left in these uh, comments about the play from the Colts owner. What we learned um, in the end was that we just felt that, that Shane um, had a lot of that offensive magic, which is hard to find in this league. It's offense, in my mind, can be a little more complex and takes a longer time to develop. Uh, knowing that we're going to have to find a young quarterback to develop, um, that's a key factor. But and shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward where, where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, trade um, back. yeah, trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking <laughs> quote. He, he likes picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot, Sam, in that clip from Jim Ursay. Well, and I'll let you kind of dissect it uh, step by step. My thought is just poor Chris Ballard, like because this guy's trying to do a job as a general manager, and half of being a general manager this time of year is those smoke screens of like, hey, we're not set on moving up to go get a quarterback. We're fine back where we are. Like, hey, we're not going to pay that premium price because we're good at number four. Like, you need teams to believe you're fine. The same way the bears might be trying to make teams believe they are thinking about moving Justin Fields and using the pick for themselves. The same way that the bears are going to have to try and convince the Texans that the Colts are paying a premium and the Colts that somebody else is paying a premium for that top pick. And Jim Irsay is just spilling the beans. He's just letting the cat out of the bag. First opportunity he gets, you put him in front of a microphone and you say, Hey, Jim, thoughts on your head coach? And he's like, well, we're going to go get a quarterback. And I'll tell you, that kid from Alabama looks pretty good. Yeah. Well, guess what, Jim? Bryce Young is not going to be there at number four. So what does that tell your everybody else about what you're kind of pushing to your general manager? You're saying, hey, let's go get number one. Let's go get the kid from Alabama. Oh, just wow. Jim Ursay can't help himself. And the more he talks, it's more of like, he just keeps hurting himself, one of those people. And I'm just – notice how Chris Ballard's head whips around. Yes. And looks right at him as soon as yes. he's like, what the heck, dude? You're blowing up my spot. Yeah. I want to play it again, and I, I did see this from Tom. I'm not going to share it because Tom uh, alleges uh, uh, more uh, substance abuse from uh, Jim Ursay, But he says he hopes that uh, Ursay keeps Jerry jonesing, jonesing Indianapolis in this situation – uh, but here's the video again from Jim Ursay. Watch the Chris Ballard head whip as soon <laughs> yeah. as Ursay says the words young quarterback. What we learned um, in the end was that we just felt that, that Shane um, had a lot of that offensive magic, which is hard to find in this league. It's offense, in my mind, can be a little more complex and takes a longer time to develop uh, knowing that we're going to have to find a young quarterback to develop. Um, that's a key factor, but in knowing that we're going to have to find a young quarterback to develop Chris Ballard's like playing with his, like uh, the cuticles on his fingers. And then he's like, <laughs> what, <laughs> like what, hold on a second. That's not what we talked about in the briefing before this press conference of saying young quarterback. And then he yeah. just dropped the Alabama guy later on in that presser. 
I think too, I watched like the full press conference. What makes it even funnier? I think one of those answers to the questions was a, a question directed at Ballard and Ursay kind of was like, well, I think we can both answer and like stepped in and asserted himself to like, be like, well, I'm also able to answer that question. And here's why we're going to go trade for a young quarterback. So yeah, the hilarious cycle, but also very interesting, uh, Austin, because this uh, draft drama that I guess exists in the NFL regarding these quarterbacks, if you're the Titans now, if you are uh, any AFC South team right now, you get this feeling that this specific draft cycle is going to shake the way things are forever. Because when you start talking about Trevor Lawrence being one of the top young QBs in the league was a number one overall pick now potentially adding another first overall or second overall pick to the division. Where does that leave a team in this hypothetical, potentially the Titans that doesn't have one of those. And is that a major concern uh, and this is more than just the Jim Ursay comments because this has started to carry itself over yes. into many of the, the mock drafts Absolutely. that experts are beginning to put yeah, out. Yeah, it has. And so there was a mock draft from a prominent mock drafter uh, that you know made some moves here that shows us what this could look like. So we'll get to that uh, here momentarily uh, and show what a mock draft. I and mean, Big Ten Jeff, who is a Colts fan and Ohio State fan, uh, which is an interesting proposition for him to be in if it's CJ Stroud in Indianapolis or not. Uh, but Big Ten Jeff says that this is a smokescreen uh, from Jim Ursay <clears throat> talking about Alabama, the, the Bryce Young guy, and, and trading up for a new quarterback. Uh, is it? I don't know, but we'll, we'll get to this mock draft here in a second. But first, let me tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you need to know who to go to and how to get back to healthy. Uh, when you get banged up, you know, life sucks sometimes and life is hard and you get injuries uh, from all different types of ways and you need to know where to go to get back to health. And the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin, they've got you covered. Over 12 specialist uh, physicians there at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin to make sure you get back. Also, the state-of-the-art facility when it comes to physical therapy and surgery centers as well. So check them out all under one roof. That's important too. Boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code ATOZ Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. You register with BetMGM, you'll get an instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boost odds, uh, and with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Sign up, that code ATOZ Sports, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Absolutely. BetMGM, man, uh, Sam, I, I almost hit a nice little parlay last night, but uh, I had we'll, uh, we'll get I, into we'll get into BetMGM in our Good News Friday. Little oh, tease really? There. Well, that's great for you. I didn't because Bradley Beal went off, and mm. uh, the I just needed Minnesota to hang on to a twenty point lead in the second half to hit my parlay, and Bradley Beal and the Wizards did not allow that to happen, which is just really just grinding my gears. This yeah. But anyway, uh, so uh, we just heard from Jim Irsay talking about needing to go get a young quarterback for the offensive magician in Shane Steichen and then saying that Alabama guy looks pretty good. Well, Sam Todd McShay's mock draft from this week of at ESPN 
uh, gave us all just this exercise. So this is Todd McShay's mock draft uh, from Wednesday, I believe, is when this came out, showing the Colts moving up from number four to number one to get Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. And then the Texans at number two, taking C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Outside linebacker out of Alabama, Will Anderson, who might be considered the best overall prospect in this year's draft, going three to Arizona uh, for with their defensive-minded head coach. was a different conversation. And then the Chicago Bears, Sam, I think you're probably pretty happy with this, is going back to number four and getting arguably maybe 1B to Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, uh, out of Georgia. So, Sam, you're just an initial takeaway from what Todd McShay did after we've heard Jim Irsay talking about that Alabama guy looks pretty good to move up at number one and go get him. What are you thinking there? Well, I think good. You know, for starters, I think you're right. Uh, I think I'm happy with that. I think Chicago is happy with that. The The ideal scenario for Bears fans and the Bears out there, uh, I think if you asked anybody – uh, including Bears players that have, that have uh, spoken about the potential draft. They want one of these top defenders, but they would also love a couple extra draft picks. So, you know, if you move to number four and you're able to grab one of Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, you have to be happy with that. So I think that's yeah. an ideal scenario from the Bears front. And I think right now, for me, this is most likely. Like, I, I think if you're asking me to pick who's going to get number one, is somebody going to get number one? My money would be on Jim Irsay and the Indianapolis Colts. I know Big Ten Jeff was saying he thought it was a smokescreen. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think this is Jim Irsay uh, being Jim Irsay <laughs> and just being himself and maybe saying a little bit too much. The yeah. reason I say that too, the, this if it is the smokescreen, it's the wrong smokescreen because Jim Irsay should be pretending that they're fine at number four. He should be pretending that they're fine with Will Levis. He should be fine. Like th that would be the smokescreen you play out into the public eye because you want to give the bears as little leverage as possible in a negotiation. So well. unless he's doing a smokescreen to sit back and draft Will Levis at number four, which makes no sense to me because he can do that anyway. This uh -uh. to me unless who is the smoke screen for i mean the the titans the texans but yes, right so and i just kind of thought about this uh, you know sometimes things click mid-show but you know we all think that jim ursay saying yeah trading up to number one that alabama guy to go get us a young quarterback for shane steichen who can do some offensive magic all that sounds great and all for the chicago and, and you're thinking man the bears just know the colts want to do this but who else is listening to that to that interview? It's the Houston Texans. I no, I, right? I know and that. So, and so, you know, what if now the Texans are hearing Jim Irsay saying, well, that Alabama guy uh, looks pretty good too. We don't know how, uh, and we're going to get to this a little later for us, like yeah. in our opinions, we don't know how the Texans, the Colts, the Raiders, the Panthers, or any of these teams, the Titans are included in that, how they view Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson for conversation's sake. We have no idea how we think they view them. And so if the Texans hold Bryce Young as QB1 and they hear Jim Irsay saying, yeah, we might jump up from four to one, now the Texans might say, hey, what? If we should just jump up one spot 
to make sure that we completely avoid any of that nonsense and that the Texans can get their guy. And now Sam, you as a uh, Chicago bear guy, you got to be licking your chops. If you're the bears, the best case scenario is to slide uh, uh, back to two with the Texans and then see if you can get somebody else to come bite and slide back from two to four or two to wherever yeah. uh, and to double trade this thing. Yeah, I mean, that would be an absolute masterclass by Ryan Poles and the Bears if they can pull that off. But uh, here's the thing with Ursay for me, and you know this as well as I do, Austin. Jim Ursay, more than anything else, hates losing and he hates losing to the AFC South you know how much it was eating alive at him that his Indianapolis Colts continually lost to the Titans and every time that that game comes up and he's like well this is a big one we can beat him this time and they lose like that is what I think keeps him going and whether that's Houston whether that's Tennessee whether that's Jacksonville He's a competitive guy, and I, I see Jim Irsay as not trying to convince the Titans to go go up to number one or get convince the Texans to go up to number one so that they can pick in front of him. If he wants his quarterback, he wants your guy. He wants his guy. Like He wants the pick of the litter, and he wants to upset everybody else when he's doing it and beat in his brain the Titans and the Texans for that number one spot. Like yeah. that, that is how I perceive Jim Irsay and maybe he's big braining me and a lot of other people in yeah. doing this. I think Jim Irsay thinks he's big braining other people, but I just, I watched that clip. I watched Chris Ballard's reaction. I, and it feels like a guy who's tipping his, his hand a little bit early, which may not end up mattering, right? Like if if Bryce Young is the franchise changing quarterback and you go get him at number one, like Todd McShay predicted, who cares what you give up, right? And at the end of the day, like that's that's the reality of the situation. But for now, it takes a lot of leverage out of the Colts' hands, in my opinion. Um, yeah, unless, you know, Nate's burner says I that he can't see the Texans jumping. I, I think if I'm the Texans... I would jump like, don't let that. I, w I, I would not that that's my, yeah, I would not. You would not jump if you're the Texans. No, because I think it's really complicated to jump. If you're the Texans, number one, you have to believe that the bears are moving out of the pick, which is, you know, a reasonable thing to assume. Yeah. You also have to believe that who's going to number one values the same quarterback as you do. And you have to be willing to move on as much as because the Bears are going to take whoever gives them the most. Like, essentially, especially if it's sure. number four. The to Bears number don't two. have to accept the Texas trade proposal. That's right. The so the Bears have to take whoever's giving them the most unless yeah. you're you're not willing to give up. And, and we went over this before the show. Austin. The projected return to Chicago by Todd McShay for Indianapolis to go from four to one was number four. Number 35, which is their second round pick this year, a fifth rounder, and next year's first. Yeah. So two ones, a two and a five was the price to move up three spots to number one. I think that's a pretty fair uh, compensation in return. Houston's not giving more than that to the Bears to go up one spot. So it's a very complicated thing because not only do you have to believe they're coming out of the pick, you have to believe that the, the team going to number one is taking your guy and you have to have a guy that you value 
you know, significantly above the rest of the field. Those are a lot of contingencies for Houston, where if you believe you can get your guy at two, you're like, all right, Bears, yeah, go ahead, take no. Will Anderson number one, and we'll take our quarterback. Yeah, I just don't. I, I just, if you, we all know it's a quarterback league. We all know what this is about. And you see the teams that have their quarterbacks, you know, do what you got to do to get them. You know, the Chiefs traded 17 spots up to go get Patrick Mahomes, and it was worth everything they gave up and more. And so why sit there at two and risk the chance of, of missing on your guy just because you want to play a game? Listen, uh, I, listen, you we're talking about the Bears and my Bears. This is exactly what the Bears did in 2017. They moved up from number three to number two, trading with the San Francisco 49ers to take Mitchell Trubisky, knowing – Good and well, the Niners were not taking a quarterback, but the Niners tricked the Bears into believing that, somebody else was coming to get Mitchell Trubisky, and there was no point in doing it. Like, yeah, but like, that's but but I think that's the Mitch Trubisky. That was a weird quarterback draft, you know. And I, and I think the Titan, the Titans. That was the same year they took Corey Davis at five. It was a really weird draft because Mitch Trubisky was considered the best quarterback prospect, but Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes went. 12 and 10 respectively uh, in that. And so it was a little strange um, and there. And so, you know, I think this was different because Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are thought of highly enough to be considered, you know, top four picks. And so I, I think there's a little bit of a difference there. And real quick before we move on, Jamie Edwards says the Titans drafted Corey Davis over Patrick Mahomes. Pause 30 second timeout, please. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, that's stupid. Jamie, you can't look at things that way. Because Marcus Mariota was coming off of his second season where you spent his uh, a second overall pick on Marcus Mariota and he got you to nine and seven before he broke his leg. So at that point in time, in reality, for the 2017 draft, why would you draft a quarterback when you felt pretty good about the second overall pick quarterback at that time that you drafted? So you can't go back and look back and say, oh, yeah, they drafted Corey Davis over Patrick Mahomes. Ha! Because Patrick Mahomes was not considered a, a sure thing whatsoever in that draft. So, Jamie, don't think that way. End of timeout. Sorry, I, I just had to do that. Hey, I respect it. 30-second timeout. Yeah, I probably went over, but that's okay. All right, so let's ask this question to everybody because we've you know gotten into all this conversation about Todd McShay's mock and Jim Mercer's comments. What's one word to describe your reaction if both Bryce Young and CJ Stroud land in the AFC South? Because this is what Todd McShay uh, mocked uh, you know, this week. The Colts getting Bryce Young at one, the Texans getting CJ Stroud at two. So the question again, what is one word to describe your reaction if both Bryce Young and CJ Stroud land in the AFC South. We're going to get to your comments about this one word here in a second, but I'm going to tell you guys all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans, they've been serving Tennesseans for now over 75 years, and they do a fantastic job of that. Zach has talked about this nearly every day uh, because he's saved 20% on his health coverage uh, over the past year plus because of switching to Farm Bureau Health Plans. It's a great opportunity to do that. Maybe. Uh, you are getting ready to, to turn 26 years old. And that's an important date because that means you can no longer be on your parents' health plan and you need something of your own. 
Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you make that transition. Maybe you got a 25-year-old son or daughter that you need to kick off that plan and you need to make sure that they can get coverage that you can trust as a parent. Farm Bureau Health Plans got you right there. Over 200 plus locations across the entire state of Tennessee to make it easy on you. You can walk into one of those locations. You can call them or you can go to the website, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z for Farm Bureau Health Plans. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and uh, BetMGM is the king of sports books. Find out why when you enjoy all your favorite sports like never before Why signing up with the code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and BetMGM.com. You can receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds specials, and much more. With BetMGM at your fingertips, every play, every game means that much more. Sign up with that code, A-T-O-Z Sports on the BetMGM app. Get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If that first bet doesn't hit with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualifications, other requirements. First online real money wager. Only rewards issued at knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So Sam, the question we're asking, what's one word to describe how you your reaction to both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud landing in the AFC South. Again, here's Ty McShay's mock draft from this week. The Colts moving up from four, giving up two first-round picks total, a high second-round pick, this year's 35th overall pick, and a fifth-round pick uh, from this seat, this draft as well to get Bryce Young at one, leaving the Texans right there at number two to get C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Sam, I'll send you to the chat. I saw a lot of one words fly in here. What's one word to describe your reaction of both these guys falling and landing in the AFC South? I'll send you to the chat. Mr. Jones with a fraud. Steven says panic. Bama Brad, meh. Uh, Jason Martinez says doubtful. Uh, Matt says good. He doesn't like either quarterback. Good. He's happy with that. Uh, Sucks from DAF3704. Trouble from Chris Dillard. Uh, This is Big Jeff, uh, Big Ten Jeff cheating here with youth movement hyphenated. I don't know how that. You can't hyphen youth movement. I don't. Big thumbs down. That's a violation of the rules for uh, Big Ten Jeff. Expected from Roberto. Uh, capitalized from Nav. Tank from William. Uh, let's see. Buried from Tighten Up. Expected from Danny. Tiffany says, Welp. Uh, wow. From Guy. Losing from Gator. Uh, indifferent by Eric. Roy says, Defense. I'm sure that's probably what the Titans will be saying too. Defense. Uh, unbothered for Jason screwed says drew trouble says rooney hilarious says gene we got uh hooker sky hicks wanting hendon hooker who says no to hendon hooker being a tennessee titan maybe uh also what is your one word you you do you say i say no to hendon hooker because you're gonna have to draft a spend like a mid-round draft pick on hendon hooker who has an acl tear when after if you didn't draft malik willis in the third round last year then okay, sure, Hendon Hooker in the third or whatever, that makes complete sense to me. But you can't do that two years in a row. That's yeah. wasting opportunities to fill um, you know, a spot on this roster that needs filling. So my one word, Sam, 
And I, I feel like I can hyphenate this coin flip. Yeah, I think that is hyphenated. Isn't is it? it? Maybe AP style might have it coin flip hyphen. Maybe not. I don't I know. I think so. I don't know. Coin flip because one guy might work. One guy probably isn't going to work. And so I think it's a coin flip of who of these two emerges to be legitimate in the NFL. And then which of these two fails and puts the same team in the same type of spot four years down the road or three years down the road. I think it's a coin flip. That would be my reaction. And, and I, and I feel like Bryce young, I think is way more talented. I think Bryce young uh, is, is a good player, but again, can he hold up because he got banged up at Alabama. He weighs a hundred and he's listed at one ninety five, uh, which is not big at all uh, from, for a quarterback and would be the lightest quarterback drafted in the first round in a long, long time, because you've got to have some thickness with two C's to stand in that pocket and play quarterback. Even, you know, Russell Wilson was drafted at five foot nine or 10 or however tall he is weighed two Oh five. You got to have that extra bulk uh, to, to, to stand in there. And Bryce young, he's just such a small person. He's really good, but he's really small. And so, I, you know, he's not a guarantee. Uh, and CJ Stroud, I don't think is a guarantee either. And so I, that's where I say coin flip. Yeah. Uh, my, here's my word. Um, I have two of them down for okay. starters. I'll go with my first one first, which this is the initial reaction I had. Excluded is my number one word. I, and I liked some of the ones that were said like desperate, desperation, panic. Because if uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young both end up in the AFC South joining Trevor Lawrence uh, as the quarterbacks for the Jaguars, Texans, and Colts, however that combination goes between Stroud and Young, and the Titans sit back at 11 and take an offensive lineman and then are left next season playing Ryan Tannehill or not making a move in free agency to go get a quarterback, you're being left behind. Like you're being excluded from what today's NFL is and from the rest of your division. And I do think it's time to panic about letting all these star quarterbacks mosey on into your division while you don't seem incredibly motivated to adapt to a quarterback first league that the NFL is today. So like, I think that this is huge if the Bears end up moving this pick to Indianapolis to know that if these guys do work out, you're going to end up looking at the, you know, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen type of quarterbacks. I'm not going to say Patrick Mahomes because nobody's in the Patrick Mahomes tier, mm. but you're looking at another wave of young, talented quarterbacks entering the AFC and three of them being in your division. And so like, that's a really, really bad spot to be in. And I think the Titans have to hope. I, like, if I'm a Titans fan, I'm sitting back praying that the Raiders or the Panthers go get number one or that the Bears do uh, take Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields to the Falcons or, or something like that. Because you can't allow to keep letting these quarterbacks hit your division because if they do hit, you're in trouble for a very, very long time. My second word is Williams because if you are 
watching Bryce Young, if you're watching Drake May, if you're watching Trevor Lawrence sit in your division, you might as well tank and go get one yourself. And Caleb Williams is better than maybe all three of those guys, in my opinion, and in the opinions of a lot of front offices out there. Him and Drake May are the generational quarterback class that teams are going to move heaven and earth to go get. And if you're not willing to do that, what are we doing? Because yeah. you have to go get one eventually. So, like, I saw Teron Davenport did say something actually on, uh, uh, I believe he was on on with Jared Stillman on 102.5 talking about how if it was him, he would assemble more draft picks, maybe trade down, and just get ready to uh, to give up everything next year to go get your guy. But you have to go get a guy. And you're either desperate, left behind, and excluded, or – you're getting Caleb Williams or Drake May next year. And uh, the Titans have to – it's one of the two. This is a bad spot to be in. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad spot to be in, but I also don't think it's absolute panic. I think that's why I've kind of sent – you know, went with the coin flip type of thing because, you know, odds are one will work out nicely and one won't. I also found this interesting. And I was thinking about this, Sam – uh, earlier in the week, I think it was Wednesday night. I was doing something and I had this popping in my mind. You know, the last Heisman Trophy winner to win a Super Bowl is it a quarterback? No, I mean, honestly, uh, well, is it a quarterback? I'm trying to think honestly, I don't know the answer. Like, it, I, um, I think that's the hard thing is you have to. I don't, I honestly don't know the answer. I think I actually know the answer. The last Heisman Trophy winner to win a Super Bowl. Win a Super Bowl. Can I have another like minute or something to? to I mean, I can. I mean, I can go back. I mean, do you want me to list the the recent? I know. I I mean, is it Peyton Manning? Like, I mean, Peyton Manning didn't win the Heisman Trophy. (laughs) Oh, see, yeah, yeah. I didn't pay attention to college football when Peyton Manning was. uh, (laughs) I didn't. I wasn't exactly around to be a big college football guy back when he was. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna list Heisman Trophy winners because Caleb Williams just won it. You like Caleb Williams? Bryce Young won it the year before, and so we're talking about this because of Bryce Young. And then so you look at uh, the one before that, Devonta Smith. He got really close this year to winning a Super Bowl, but it didn't happen. Then before that, Joe Burrow also really damn close, but didn't happen. Kyler Murray, hell no. Baker Mayfield, hell no. Lamar Jackson, nope. Derrick Henry, nope. The Mar- Marcus Mariota, nope. Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, RG3, Cam Newton was in one, didn't. Mark Ingram, nope. Sam Bradford, no. Tim Tebow, Troy Smith, Matt Leinart, Jason White, Carson Palmer, Eric Crouch, Chris Winkie, Ron Dane, Ricky Williams. No, 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 no. Did Charles Woodson win a yes. trophy? Y- yes. That was my. That's why I said, is it a quarterback? That was my first instinct, Charles Woodson, because I think he won one with Green Bay. Yes, Charles Woodson, 1997. Charles Woodson won a Super Bowl in his like 13th season with the Green Bay Packers. I think he was playing safety at that point. That's an interesting. That's I mean that's a coincidence. It has to be a coincidence, but that's that's a lot, <laughs> Sam. I mean, is is well, this, okay. What do you think that this, means? Is this a coincidence? <laughs> well, <laughs> or is no. This... But what do you think? Like, I mean, but that's more about the how NFLs value running backs today. I'm, but right? that's what a you... lot. Sam, 1997. Where were you in 1997, Sam? No, I, I was not on this earth in that. Exactly. It's it, that's a long time. I understand that. I'm just asking <laughs> you what, like, if you think that that's a not a coincidence, what does it mean? Uh, because I, I think it 
I just think that I'll tell you, I mean, maybe this is what it means more than anything else. The guy that wins the Heisman trophy usually isn't the best pro prospect. Yeah. Well, I mean, Joe Burrow is like the Heisman's like only hope at this point to, to do something because Derrick Henry's not going to win a Super Bowl unless he finds a, a different team in a couple of years and is a role player on one. That's not going to happen. Marcus Mario is not going to do it. Uh, it's just, that's, that's kind of where they're at is that, I mean, Lamar might have a chance to, but do we really think that? I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to circumstance. Like, like, Sam, that's how many circumstances in a row are we talking about? Well, but okay, but that's what we're talking. Tim Tebow won a Heisman trophy. Tim T Johnny Manziel won a Heisman trophy. Neither guy, neither of those guys were good pros, but I think if you looked at, you know, Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner, first overall pick. Is a fine pro. Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner, first overall pick. It's not going very well. Those are recent, like, new age NFL Heisman Trophy winners that are finding themselves in an uncertain situation in the NFL uh, in their mid-20s. And it's just, again, it's just a strange thing. And the only reason why I bring this up is because I use the word coin flip because either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud is not going to work out. And it tells me that, you know, Bryce Young as a Heisman Trophy winner, the odds are he's he, he not going to win a Super Bowl. Now, the, the Texans can still be a big deal and a lot and a threat to the Titans without winning a Super Bowl. But, you know, I guess that just goes into my, my thought overall is we truly don't know. Just because Bryce Young was a beast in college at Alabama yeah. – doesn't mean a damn thing about what he can be in the NFL. Oh, and, and I mean, it, it's not to say Bryce Young is a complete bust, but it's, you know, is he Jared Goff, right? Like who is a very highly thought of first overall pick quarterback who is a franchise quarterback. Like he's a starter, but he's not a difference maker. Like he's not a, a superstar quarterback that you're like, well, they have a leg up because they have Jared Goff. Like, so yeah, to your point, you don't know. And you don't know if if either one of these guys is going to take that step to that superstar level. I think we both feel pretty confident Trevor Lawrence will. Um, but I I just think it's a dangerous game to play. Like because we talk over and over and over again. It's a quarterback league. Who you either have one or you don't. The teams that have one have a chance. The teams that don't probably don't. Uh, and this is a better opportunity to draft a quarterback than the Titans will have in recent recent years or in future years. So adding these guys to me is a major concern for the one team in the AFC South that is left out. You don't yeah. want to be the only team in your division without a quarterback. I don't care if you have Derrick Henry. I don't care if you have Mike Vrabel. I don't care if you have a great defense. If you don't have a quarterback and you're playing in a division with three of them that are good, you're in trouble and you're not going to win too many games. Yeah. Um, and another thing to add here, because you guys have brought it up, Reggie Bush won a Super Bowl with the Saints, but that Super Bowl win is like the only award that Reggie Bush hasn't had vacated because he's had his Heisman Trophy vacated. He's had his BCS National Championship vacated, his Doak Walker and Walter Camp awards vacated as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Reggie Bush. Uh, there you go. Uh, allegedly, uh, at one point, won the Heisman Trophy in 2005. Then it was vacated. 
and did win a Super Bowl with the Saints. So the the answer is either Reggie Bush or Charles Woodson, whichever Mark, record Mark Ingram won a Super Bowl. No, I checked because I I had that same thought. Okay. No Mark Ingram. Close, well, but there you have it. Yeah. Well, so Reggie Bush or Charles Woodson. But again, like the the point stands. It's that Bryce Young's not a guarantee. C.J. Stroud's not a guarantee. And so you never know if the Colts move up and give up two firsts, a 35th overall pick to go get Bryce Young and he can't hold up, then what does that do for the Colts? That puts them in a really bad spot because now they're back two first over first round draft picks and a 35th overall pick who they've gotten a guy like Michael Pittman before in those 30 range, who's a legitimate player. And so, you know, it could yeah, be, I mean, the, yeah, there's no doubt it's a risk yeah. to move up to go get any quarterback. It's just when you talk at, and most people would agree, maybe there's a couple people with Will Levis up there or people that feel really highly about Anthony Richardson, but Trevor Lawrence was the slam dunk. Number one quarterback coming out of his draft. Uh, this year, less, not as much of a slam dunk, but the consensus top two are CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young. And it, it, I think you would agree with the fact, no, that being the Titans in a division that has three young, very highly thought of draft prospect quarterbacks, not having one of your own and not really having a path to one in the near future is a concerning place to be in for a franchise. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that because sometimes because fifty percent of the time you win the coin flip, and that could go uh, in a tough spot for the Titans overall. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday, Sam. I want to ask you this question: Who do you think is the better pro, uh, uh, quarterback prospect between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? We'll ask you guys the same thing: Who is the better quarterback prospect between these two, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? Uh, but tell everybody about Hughes and Coleman. Yep, we got to talk about Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman for your free case consultation. Their phone number, as easy as it gets, that's 800-800-4600. They have those resources to go and fight the big insurance companies for you to get you every dollar you deserve if you've been injured in a car wreck. Hughes and Coleman has recovered over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky over the last 30 years. So go and get that free case consultation. Call them 800-800-4600 for Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. With BetMGM, you can win big. And Sam says his good news might uh, be something to do with the BetMGM app. But uh, mine is not this this week. Uh, last night, I, I came up just short when it came to the BetMGM app to win. But you can also win big in different ways. Because every time you make a wager, Sam, with BetMGM, you earn rewards points, and those rewards points can be turned into bonus bets. They can be turned into insurance tokens, or you can plan that next trip to Vegas and turn those into rewards at the BetMGM Resorts. How about that? So you can every every wager you put a, in the BetMGM app, you can get something out of. So yeah, check out how many rewards points do you have. I, I need to check that out too. So check that out with the BetMGM app and build those rewards for your BetMGM wagering purposes or that next trip to Vegas with the MGM resorts with your bet MGM app. So Sam, uh, the question uh, to ask you, which quarterback do you think is the better prospect in this draft, Bryce Young or Stroud? Uh, here's once again, Todd McShay's latest mock to having Bryce Young going uh, one to the Colts via trade and CJ Stroud two to the Texans. H- how do you feel about 
these two guys before we go to the chat? Um, I've been pretty vocal about this. Uh, uh, do you want me to give you my preference right now? Off, yeah, like, hit me with it. Yeah, yeah. I prefer CJ Stroud. Okay. Um, and I feel pretty strongly about it. The size of Bryce Young concerns me. Like it, it does. And, and he was excellent at Alabama. He was a phenomenal college quarterback. But when you look at like, they're lying about his size. They're lying about us. What do you let six foot six one? No, I almost threw a foot photo on here. Cause I've been going through the photos. I'm, I'm a keep the receipts type of guy. He's standing next to Kyler Murray in a commercial for state farm. He's shorter and frailer than Kyler Murray, who everybody had size concerns about. He's, about an inch or two taller than Nick Saban, who's listed listed on the Alabama website as a five foot six. Nick Saban uh, has his height on the Alabama website. Well, it, it I don't know if it was the Alabama. I, it was out there. I I googled Nick Saban height five foot six. He's uh, taller than five. Six. After Nick he Saban played, is taller than five six. After no, he's not. I don't know. Nick, you really? When, Nick when's the last time you stood next to Nick Saban? I haven't, but Nick Saban also <laughs> has small guy energy. So uh, like he's, he's not at, tall. Nick he's Saban giving is not off tall. short king energy. Nick, yeah, Nick he's Saban. probably five eight. I mean, but he's also seventy years old, so he might have lost a couple. Inches. I mean, what, what have we talked about with Stetson Bennett at length? His size and his age. His age separate deal, but he, he's small. And when you look at the photo of Bryce Young shaking hands with Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett has an inch or two on him and is looking down uh, on Bryce Young after they're shaking hands post game. So like I, I think he is smaller than. He's listed as, uh, and, and that concerns me for a guy. CJ Stroud, on the other hand, reminds me of the quarterback in today's league that thrives. He reminds me of the Trevor Lawrence, the Jalen Hurts, the Justin Fields, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen in his body type, in his big arm. Um, he's He can run if he needs to, but he he's comfortable staying in the pocket. He's got good size, good speed, good toughness, a lot of weight to him. That's the quarterback that I think is the guy out of this class is C.J. Stroud. I, I watch what he did, and I'm be honest, I wasn't even sold on him. And then I watch what he did to that Georgia defense in the uh, college football semifinal, and I think that was C.J. Stroud reminding everybody that just because Ohio State had a down year doesn't mean that I'm not an excellent pro prospect. Well, Ohio I State didn't have a down year. I mean, well, down year uh, in the fact that they didn't make the college football playoff—that's a down year for Ohio State. You lose to Michigan pretty badly. That—that's a down year for Ohio State uh, yeah, by their standards. I mean, they, but they almost made the national title game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they stumbled into and field goal. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I, before I, that, before that you know georgia game i think everybody was feeling pretty sour on we were sitting here talking just like everybody else was yeah. on whether or not ryan day was on his way out at ohio state with that loss to michigan so i mean i, I like stroud i like the size i like the projectability of him i think it plays in today's league um and i think he's overlooked a little bit by the fact that ohio state was in the national spotlight a little bit less than they have been in the years past when they've been in the college football playoff and been one of those national title contenders in the big 10 championship yeah. game and things like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're asking the question, who's the better pro prospect. There's a couple of funny uh, Andre just says, we'll love us. Uh, Jay says draft Stetson Bennett. If you trade or cut Ryan Tannehill, I, at some point this draft season, I do have a draft strategy that has been used once before that I think Stetson Bennett fits into, but that's not for today. 
Uh, so Troy Anderson says he goes with Bryce Young. Josh and CJ are uh, Josh and William, excuse me, are CJ Stroud guys. Ronnie goes on with Stroud. Uh, Mr. Jones says neither. That's not the question. Uh, Mikey says he's higher on CJ. Steven says CJ. Uh, Eddie says CJ Stroud. Uh, wow. Connor says Young. Valentino says Stroud. John says Stroud by miles. Scott says, I don't like Ohio State quarterbacks, but I'd take Stroud over Bryce Young. Mr. Jones says Bryce Young. Uh, Billy Jones says Stroud because of the size thing. Uh, Jay says Stroud. Uh, Caleb says Stroud. Not CJ Fraud, says Mr. Jones. Devin says Stroud, but I wouldn't want either on, on his team. Stroud because durability from Sean. Stroud is straight trash from Matt. Uh, Bryce Stroud, uh, the combo is a good pick. Orlando says Stroud, he's big, tall, and accurate. Also played big time football. Uh, Jared says Young, when's the last time a quarterback from Ohio State was worth anything? Oh, when's the last time a quarterback from Alabama was worth anything? I would also say Justin Fields. When's the last time a quarterback drafted out of Justin Fields is pretty dang good. Like, say, just, I don't know. The the Alabama Crimson (laughs) Tide had to retroactively go claim Jalen Hurts for an Alabama quarterback to win a, a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, Tua might do it eventually if he ever plays football again. Uh, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But again, that the point is, it's been a long. It's been. Uh, we talked about, uh, you know, Charles Woodson won the Heisman before you were born. Yeah, before Jalen Hurts won a NFL playoff game as an Alabama quarterback, uh, it was before I was born when that was in before then. So it's been a long time. Uh, for I really, both of these programs have not done a good job of producing uh, NFL quarterbacks. Sam, m- my answer. Is. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it all. I'm not. You would do what? it. I'm not gonna do it. What? Do it. Call. No, I was gonna. No, call do it. No, you I mean, brought it up, Sam. You've already done it. I don't know what it is, but you've already done it. So go right. ahead. Well, I mean, like, jury's out. Fields isn't great. Fields laughing emoji. Fields is not good. Uh, Fields about to get traded. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you didn't watch the games. Not like you didn't watch the games. So, I mean, he had the worst offensive line of football. His number one wide receiver uh, was, I don't even, Dante Pettis. So, you didn't watch the games. Uh, you don't like, you don't like Mooney? You're not a big Mooney guy? Mooney was hurt like the whole second half of the year. And I liked Darnell Mooney, but he, he didn't play. Neither did Chase Claypool. Like, I, <laughs> it, you just say you didn't watch the games. That's fine with me. Oh. Justin Fields almost broke an all time record for rushing yards by a quarterback. Which is valuable, whatever. I, and I'm and also, and, you know, and look, he did enough to get the first overall pick. And like, no, Justin Fields is not going to be traded. That's a whole different thing. The Bears <laughs> are not trading Justin Fields. They're Sam, who, who had a worse offensive line? The team you grew up cheering for, or the team you covered this past year? Oh, I they were. <laughs> oh, that's that's tough. Um, probably. It very hard to tell because I think Fields' mobility co- masked a lot of the Bears' issues on offensive line in a way that Ryan Tannehill was not able to because he was hurt. Because he was hurt. <laughs> because he was hurt, he and move. when he was in the game, he's not very mobile. And probably the Titans had the worst offensive line. Yeah, maybe. Probably it's close though. They're both horrendous, and yes. they both need help. So for sure. Uh, so, you know, and then somebody came back as I was going through the Jalen Hurts, Alabama quarterback thing. Uh, a great joke. Uh, it's very well played. 
uh, coming in that Joe Burrow is is Ohio Jabu. State quarterback. Joe Burrow's an yeah. Ohio State quarterback. No, so, I, I but, gotta say this. I like, and th- I actually believe this too. Like, I I put absolutely no stock into the the college a guy comes from. I like, I mean, it, it really doesn't hold much weight to me because like these prospects are different prospects, and, and just because so and so Cardale Jones and uh, Dwayne Haskins didn't work out of Ohio State doesn't mean Justin Fields isn't going to be good doesn't mean CJ Stroud's not going to be good it doesn't mean the next guy which I don't yeah know, I mean but, like, it, it, but it, and I'll just pull up my list of Heisman Trophy winners I mean it just goes back it's it's more than just Cardell Jones and and uh, Dwayne Haskins you go back to Troy Smith you, you go back to JT Barrett I mean Ohio State has not done much at all and but the you last... can make like you can make that argument for any quarterback ever until they have a guy, right? It's like what has there ever been a Wyoming quarterback have success in the league? What when was the last time there was an like amazing Texas Tech quarterback? Like Patrick well, Mahomes. But those, but that I think the difference is Ohio State is Duke basketball, right? Ohio State is the blue blood. And Wyoming and Texas Tech are not. Yeah, but they're not necessarily a blue blood for quarterbacks. But they're a blue blood of of a college football program. Ohio State, Alabama are two of the... Before before Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins, who was the most recent Ohio State quarterback to go in the first round? Do you know the answer? No. But I think the fact that we can't think of it tells you that they're a successful program because of their wide receivers, because of their defense, because of their running game and all the guys they produce there. But they've never claimed or like had these high end quarterback prospects in the past. No, they haven't. Who is the and- last like you have Mac Jones, you have Tua. None of these other Alabama quarterbacks that won national championships with them were pro prospects. So like that's why I don't put a lot of stock into it. For me personally, it, it like these yeah. guys being good is different than the style of the program in 06 or 08 or 2012. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, Oh, again, what's, what's the job of the college coach is the job of the college coach to win national championships or is the job of college coach to create NFL quarterback prospects? It's It's to win national championships. And that's, you know, that's where that comes into play here is that there's a lot of different ways to win college football titles. Uh, and most of them don't involve creating NFL quarterback prospects. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, but, yeah. but it's, it's, it mean, is a long time thing though. Here's an interesting one from Jason. That's Would I rather have CJ Stroud or Justin Fields? Uh, I'd rather have Justin Fields. I think he's better than anybody in this draft class. I think most front offices would agree. I think if you gave a front office the choice of Bryce Young or Justin Fields, seeing what they've seen from Justin Fields, they would do it. And if you don't want to buy it, listen to the players. Listen to the players. Any player that's played against Justin Fields is like, that guy's generational. Like, yeah, he's a a different speed. He's a different level than a quarterback that I face. So listen to the guys on the field. Um, I'd rather have Fields than Stroud. And I think he was be- he was better at Ohio State too. Fields was than Stroud was. So I yeah, I don't think it's I don't think that's much of a debate. Uh I 
for this year, I think I like Bryce Young more than CJ Stroud. And I've and I've talked a lot about how I am am aware of the Bryce Young size issues, but I, I still think I like the ability of Bryce Young as a passer of the football to throw off of multiple platforms, buy time to keep his eyes down the field, to create plays with his arms. I just I've seen him do some incredible things. And so I, I, I go with Bryce Young over Stroud. And also I saw somebody comment that Bryce Young is only good because he had five-star players around him. I mean, who can name Alabama's best receiver this year? Who who is Joe Burrow throwing to at at LSU? Oh yeah, I mean two studs and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But like, oh. but you know, uh, Bryce Young, yeah, like the year before, he had a couple pretty good guys in Jamison Williams, and then um, oh crap, who was it that went to John Mechie went to the Texans and then had um, cancer this past year? But you know, I do think Bryce Young, like you don't even know who his top receivers were like Brooks, the Keon Brooks guy. I mean, he's not anything to, 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 to go home about. And so I, I think, um, I think I, I like Bryce young more at this point. Um, Yeah. I, I do think there is something to be said about the weapons, not necessarily as like an indictment on Bryce young, but I think, uh, and big 10 Jeff pointed this out earlier. Like, I, I think it's a credit to CJ Stroud. When you look at, uh, the guy that he was throwing to is his number one a year ago and Jackson Smith and Jigba didn't play this season. Uh, yeah, but he had he Garrett had, Wilson who won NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Well, I'm talking this year, this collegiate year. Oh, I right? thought you were he talking had, about the year before. But so. he, he had no Chris Olave. He had no Garrett Wilson. He had no Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. is incredible. And that's what they, <laughs> they do. That's everywhere. what they do at Ohio State. But yeah. I mean, there is a credit to him in that sense that uh, Marvin Harrison was hurt for some of the year too. And in that that college football playoff game, Changed part of that game, you know, he's deal working without him. So I mean, big credit to him for adapting to a completely new set of weapons, uh, not having your main guy out there all the time, and still performing the way that he did. I think it's another testament to him. As somebody who you you just said you'd prefer Bryce Young, are you concerned about the size? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am. I mean, I don't love either of these guys. I I, I don't. I think I've already been on record that I don't think the Titans should move up or think about moving up from 11 to, to wherever to get either. I, I don't think it's worth the capital to take to move that. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm not somebody who's, you know, obsessed or um, consumed by what the top quarterbacks are in this draft. I'd rather wait until 2024 if you need a quarterback, but that's a, a gamble in itself as well. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the size of Bryce Young, interesting because we've seen it work out. I mean, like Russell Wilson, regardless of what he did this past year, he's going to wind up in Canton. And he is a small quarterback for uh, – and that was the, the ding on him when he came out of Wisconsin. Kyler Murray was the first overall pick. It hasn't worked out with the knee and with other stuff. He has flashed some good signs in the past, but – for the most part, uh, I think the biggest thing that I mentioned earlier is the uh, ability to stay healthy. Like, with, like when you're that small, you're a lot more prone to injury in a way that these other guys, like listen to those quarterbacks I named earlier that I compare the C.J. Stroud size and skill set mm-hmm. to. Mahomes, Lawrence, Allen, Fields, uh these are bigger guys and oh, none yeah. of them have really dealt with many injuries before because they can take hits. They can absorb hits. Even as a guy like 
uh, Fields who, or Josh Allen who are mobile and rely on their legs and take a lot of hits. They can they can absorb them. And Mahomes, we know, was dealing with the ankle in the Super Bowl, but also Mahomes had the knee injury, the kneecap injury that happened, um, uh, you know, a couple of years ago as well. But, you know, look, quarterbacks are going to get hurt because they're just flat out targets standing back there uh, to take shots on. So we, we all know that. But yeah, I do think Bryce Young's size overall is a concern. All right, Sam, let's go ahead and flip this to Ain't That Good News. You said you've got some good news. I have some really good did. news. Uh, I'm excited news. to hear. Excited to hear about Sam's good news. But here's some good news. Wilson County Hyundai can help you find a new ride in 2023. The Hyundai brand is on the, the tip top when it comes to technology. It has uh, car technology does continue to improve. Hyundai's always right there uh, with the top of technology. And Wilson County Hyundai's got you covered because Payne Bone and his crew uh, does a f- phenomenal job uh, when it comes to helping you out and finding you the right car for your situation and your financial situation that goes along with that. They've got great vehicles there in Lebanon. It's also, like I said, in Lebanon, which means you get to avoid that downtown price, that downtown tax, because you go out to Lebanon uh, and find a great deal with Payne Bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before with BetMGM. Sign up using the code ATOZ Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to parlay selection features, player props, live betting options, daily boosted odds, a lot more specials, much more. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every game, every play, every snap, every shot, it all means so much more. So use that code ATOZ Sports. Sign up with the king of sports books. Find out why we love BetMGM so much and find out why I've got some good news on this uh, this Friday. BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, time for good news. All right, Sam, ain't that good news? Every Friday we share our good news with everybody. So, Sam, uh, what is your good news since you've been talking about it uh, since the you know the 12-minute mark? You've been teasing this good news for 50-plus minutes at this point. All right, well, I'll start by saying bad news, uh, oh. which I know we're not supposed to do, but, you know, good. it's like you want the good news or the bad news first. Bad news is I'm tired this morning yeah, because okay. I, I, was, I was up late last night. Okay. The good news no, is I mean, I'm also your employer, right? Well, <laughs> well, I'm, well I'm getting there. I'm getting okay, there. Okay. okay. <laughs> because I was up late uh, alongside my fellow employer, Zach Bingham, because of some good news. Uh, Zach and I have been scheming recently, oh. uh, getting getting involved in some, we'll say, high stakes sports wagers recently oh, between be- right. between the two of us. Um, and last night we had a, a substantial bet. I'll leave it at that. A substantial bet on the Gonzaga Bulldogs minus eight and a half. And it started at 10 PM central time. So we oh. were, uh, we were in for quite the night. Good news is the Zags, uh, let us go to bed a little bit early because they were up by 40 at halftime. Holy crap. And it was minus eight and a half minus eight and a half. We, uh, yeah, it, you don't it have to, you good. don't have to say how much you put on it. No, it, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. It was a, it was a good night for Zach and I, uh, it was, it, it was accumulation of a lot of efforts from him and I to find this pick and feel good about this pick. Okay. And, uh, 
shout out to BetMGM. We love BetMGM. We uh, we love the Gonzaga Bulldogs this Friday morning. So yeah. uh, right. go Zags. Well, and damn, you guys are doing this, and I was sitting here watching the T Wolves blow a twenty point third quarter lead and blow my parlay. Yeah, we uh, we were trying to be as 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 we texted each other at halftime. I I, I sent Zach the Kobe Bryant emo- the the gif of job not finished. Jobs finished. Don't think so. We got 20 more minutes. I didn't want to have a T-Wolves situation. Uh, no, but they took care of business. They won by 50 or something like that. It was Dang, a, it was quite the uh, impressive performance for the Bulldogs. So absolutely. very, very happy with how last night went. Well, that's good. That's good. I'll, I'll get the, the rest of the story off the air for that. Ain't that good news here live on the show. Uh, good news from all of you guys. Robert says, I didn't know Sam was old enough to bet legally. Yeah, Sam's oh, over come 21. On. Sam's That's over tough. 21. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> Stephen King says, good news. The Titans most likely won't get a quarterback in this draft. Uh, Jeff says, good news. He's got his Tron roller coaster annual pass holder preview. D23 Tron preview set for March. I have no idea what that means, but I, I like roller coasters. It's been a while since I've been on a roller coaster. Uh, but yeah, that sounds great. Uh, Danny says, good news. Work is going smoothly enough for him to comment on the A to Z live chat today. Hey, Danny, welcome in. Uh, glad you get to double dip and uh, multitask there for your employer. So uh, good news. Mr. Jones says Tennessee beat Alabama again, and they were number one. And that was a big deal uh, for Tennessee. To, how, to how are you feeling about Tennessee? I don't know if you're a big college basketball guy. You know I am, and I dial in. But I, I'm curious to get a pulse of a big Tennessee guy on where you were yeah. at with the balls this year because so they are a, obviously on a – Yeah, I have a weird first. relationship with Tennessee basketball because I get more frustrated when I watch Tennessee basketball than I do when I watch Tennessee football. And this isn't just a this year thing. This is like a me thing. This well, is, college, I, ba- I, I'll, college basketball not going well for like your team is – maybe the most frustrating thing to watch in all of sports. uh, SEC basketball refs are the bane of my existence. Uh, But Tennessee basketball, I mean, and college basketball in general, you're, you're right. Like there's, there's just so many careless mistakes that don't make sense to me. And I played basketball for a lot of my life. I played high school basketball. I played a lot of pickup before and after all that stuff too. And so I like basketball to be played a certain way. And, and it needs to be fundamentally sound and not have don't do stupid stuff. I feel like Mike Vrabel watching college basketball. Should don't college do dumb stuff coach. to hurt the team. Yeah, it drives should. me crazy. <laughs> and so, Sam. That, that is the negative of college basketball. That's the beauty of it for me. Oh, That's why yeah. I like it. I mean, the, I have no interest in watching these NBA dudes just like – I mean, I, I do like the talent level at the NBA, but the – the soft foul calls and like shooting 25 to 30 free throws a game wears on me. I love a nice gritty 52 to 49 college basketball game that it's ugly. And it's all about, it's about how you scheme up stuff like that. That's really fun to watch, but it can be horrific to watch if you're uh, a team yeah. not going well, like Loyola Marymount last yeah. night, but right. Uh, so my, my, I have a rule for myself when it comes to Tennessee basketball, I don't watch it until at least January. I don't watch it um, consistently until February. And then I pick and choose my spots. And I've learned that if it's not going well, then I turn it off. And I don't allow myself to get too frustrated by it. Um, That's So what happened is the Alabama game, I bet Bama plus three and a half. 
I also took Grace Remington's pick of the under four, 148, and that crushed because it was such a lower scoring game than that. But I didn't know what the score was until halftime, and I knew my under was in a good spot, and I didn't check back until the under four timeout. And then I watched because I felt good about that. But I didn't watch the Missouri-Tennessee game Saturday until Tennessee had a six-point lead with two minutes left. And they blew that. Mm. <laughs> so like I, I saw that happen right in front of my eyes. And I'm like, son of a, you know what? Like, and so I just, I try to keep my distances with Tennessee basketball, but it was a big win. And also my good news um, is that uh, every February, my wife and I have a couple's massage uh, and I didn't know this, uh, but the, it worked out perfectly. Uh, we scheduled our couple's massage at noon tomorrow, which is the exact time that Kentucky, Tennessee's tip off. So go. I'm going to be as relaxed as I can possibly be for 90 minutes getting a massage while Tennessee and Kentucky in Rupp arena uh, would stress others out. And, and so, then you're going to, and then you're going to walk out of your massage and see the, see the score and immediately just like r- get the wrinkles in your forehead. Nope, start nope, getting all, not going like, to check it until I get home and not going <laughs> to worry about it. I'm going to enjoy the, all of that. And, and that's it. So my, that's my good news is that I don't have to sweat. Tennessee, Kentucky, whatsoever, and I get to just let it happen. Hey, listen, I feel you. I mean, Illinois has been just yanking my heart out, then putting it back in again uh, on a constant cycle. They'll go and they'll beat one of the best teams in the country, and I'll be like, oh, the team's starting to find their groove a little bit, and then they lose to Penn State uh, by 12 or lose to whoever that they've got no business losing to. And it is a pull your hair out type of night. And uh, yeah, I feel the, uh, sometimes it, it can be best to just separate yourself a little bit and yep. say, you know, we'll, we'll, you got to win me over. You got to win me back. So, and, and I, and I will say this, Nick, I'm pumped about, uh, the NCAA tournament. I'm excited about the sec tournament because the sec tournament's coming up in a few weeks from now in Nashville and Sam, I don't know if if you've ever experienced an SEC tournament in Nashville, but it's not. a lot of fun. I have not. Uh, so I'm it, gonna try to find my way in Bridgestone. Yeah, I mean that a lot of fun. The, those conference tournaments. I've been to a conference tournament before. I went to the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament back in in 2018, I believe it was, to support my Bradley Braves. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hey, Bradley's got a good team this year. Watch they out! For the, watch out for the Braves. Hey. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, conference tournaments are fun. College basketball. If, if you're a big college basketball fan like me too, you know, the tournament kind of starts now. The kind of like yeah. there, there are so many games going on. I look at another Chicagoland team, bit of a rival of my fighting Illini, but the Northwestern Wildcats have rattled off wins uh, in Bloomington, in West Lafayette. Uh, wow. they, they beat some of the top teams. And for a bubble team, like those are the wins that it's like, it's basically your playing game. It, it's mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you just you clinched a bid with that win. You check them off. And those games are going on in the SEC, the Big Ten, all the way across the country right now. So I love college basketball season. I'm, I'm I, I do too. It just Tennessee stresses me out, so I try to just keep that at bay. All right, guys, hope you enjoy a great weekend. Make sure you like the show before you go on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, also subscribe to our YouTube channels. Like us and follow us on Facebook. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you guys after a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. Enjoy it. Talk to you later. Appreciate it as always.